0: right here we go welcome welcome to the small business masterminds webinar about the purpose of your business <clears throat> capital capital P and um, nice to see you all here uh, the purpose of uh, the, the this is actually the most important of all the webinars I run because it's about the most important question of all the question why does your business exist and why would anybody care <clears throat> so it's um, it's a topic I get very excited about so stop me if I get boring this is what it's going to look like today um Uh, And so towards the end of the webinar, I'm going to give you some information about the various next small large steps you can take if you want to take a next step. But other than that, I'm going to talk about lots and lots of stuff that I get excited about, about the purpose of your business. For those of you just joined, welcome. Um, Some of you who I don't know or from all around Australia, lovely to see you. Um, We only just got underway. We're recording. And um, there's a link at the top of your chat window, tiny.cc PurposeL page. If you haven't done so already, please go there and download. That'll take you to a webinar landing page. And there's a link to download a PDF of a webinar worksheet. And I suggest you do so because working through the worksheet as we go along is really, um, really going to help you get the most out of being here. So, quick question before we go on. It's been proven time and time again. Passively sitting and listening to someone talking means that you're forgetting it, that you're going to forget ninety percent of what you heard in less than a week. So, if you want to get as much return on your investment of time of being part here, then you need to participate. And the best way to participate um, is uh, the best way to ensure that you're focused is by working through the, shed, the sheet of the, the set of worksheets. That I've given you the link to, and the best, uh, and and to ask questions. Above all, ask questions. Uh, the more questions you ask, the more you'll pick up. It's it's just simply how it works. Because by simply engaging with this, you um, uh, you're you're, you're, you're going to get the material more into your brain, and it's going to going make it more part of you. So really, ask questions. Um, the chat window at the bottom. You just type in there, and um, and I will respond. Um, and if you want, uh, if it's useful and necessary, then I'll take. I can take people off mute, and we can actually have a conversation. Although I limit that because um, the moment we take people off, I take people off mute. I tend to find that we um, that that I lose control of the environment, and uh, and we get problems with. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, I no, there's a <clears throat> noise in the background, and all that kind of stuff. So. I only do that if it's really uh, sounds like it's really a good a good idea. Most um, most questions and answers can be uh, um, worked through through uh, typing in the chat window, and then I'll answer them live. So <coughs> um, questions. Ask as many questions as once as you can as you can, and I'm um, recording the session, and so you'll get access to the recording afterwards. And don't do any of these. If you're going to get get distracted by Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, email, text messages, etc., turn it all off. Don't think you can be focused on the, on Facebook and get value from being here. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Multitasking is a myth, even for the women, believe me. Trust me, I'm a doctor. This is what we're doing today. Um, the um, First, we're going to check in where you are. How, where are you in relation to this topic? Why? And then we're going to talk about why purpose matters. Why it is so important to have absolute clarity about the purpose of your business? We're the capital B. The four key principles of the purpose, about the purpose of business, and the three reasons, the three reasons why the purpose of your business is not about making money. Believe me. Some further examples of the four key principles in real life. A couple of tools to help you get clear about the purpose of your business and the mission of your business. We're gonna, I'm going to read you one of my business bedtime stories. Um, we're going to reflect on the learnings from the bedtime stories and um, the big insights, um, hopefully your your insights as much as mine. Then I'm going to talk about the seven questions to uncover the purpose of your business. As I said before some information about how you can take a next step on your journey to develop a great business totally free no obligation if that's of interest to you and there's a couple of people on this um, on this um, on this call on this webinar at the moment who have actually taken advantage of that offer previously' taken that exercise before so that's great to see and then finally we're going to take action because nothing happens unless we take action obviously I trust that sounds okay and um, any questions, please ask. So, for those of you who haven't met me yet, this, this. Um, and I'm Roland Hannacrit, and I'm a business coach, and I help small business owners become less daunted and less overwhelmed in their life as business owners, and instead to have fun in their business again and to build businesses that sustain them for years to come. Or in other words, I help people feel great about themselves and about their business by making business fun. And the topic of the purpose of business with a capital P is absolutely, absolutely at the foundation of a fun business that sustains you for years to come. And I'm also the author of these three amazing books, the 10 Truths Trilogy, business books for people who don't read business books, but should. So... Today's Mastermind's webinar is actually about the first truth in all three of the books. And this is what it says about that in the first book, a business without true purpose and passion isn't. Um, That's the the, the truth in the first book or in the second book it says a business that sustains you for years to come has a uh, a a purpose for existing far beyond making profit or maximizing shareholder value. And this is what I want to achieve here today. I want you to all walk away enthusiastic with at least one action that you're committed to taking in your business around getting clarity about the purpose of your business. And second, I want you to all leave with a greater appreciation about how important it is to be great at what you do as well as being great at running your business. Because a lot of business owners, like us and like most of the people on this on this on this webinar, I'm, I'm sure, are great tradespeople or professionals or subject matter experts. We know a lot about our profession or our trade, but to be a great small business owner and to build a fun business that sustains you for years to come, you have to have a solid understanding of all the key aspects of developing your business, um, and that's not just your profession or your trade, right? So. These are the key aspects that I see, that I believe um, are the the ones we all wrestle with with and all have to face from time to time and deal with, come face to face with. The vision and purpose, and that's what we're talking about today. Planning, um, Planning, strategic thinking, goal setting, that's all part of planning. Numbers and taking control of your business or control systems, as you see there. Financial management. Financial management is, you know, the money part and profit, of course, cash, money, all that stuff. Marketing, customers, sales, systemization or innovation, continuous improvement. It's, uh, uh, you can call it whatever you like, but it's all part of the same thing. Your staff, of course, without people, nothing, nothing is going to happen. Leadership, that's the piece about you. And then finally, I've got this thing called The Rhythm of Business and it's about the regularity and about the predictability about um, not being uh, held hostage to the vagaries of others but uh, being in control yourself and being able to predict what's going to happen and well it's a bit like that right it's just too much to focus on it's overwhelming and it's daunting and simply doing your head in and um and by the way, um, there's um, a new survey that uh, I've created, which is, uh, there's a link to it on the Purpose L page, um, uh, landing page that linked to it at the top of your uh, chat window. Um, and it's an in-depth and, and thought provoking quiz about overwhelming fun in business. And I'm sure you'll find it th- provoking to take the time to complete it. Uh, before we go on though, let's focus on the main causes of that overwhelm and stress and feeling daunted for you. And, this is what I want to talk about for a moment. What I want you to focus on for a moment, not necessarily her problem about the sandwich being too full, but <clears throat> what's below that, your most pressing issue. I'd like you to go to your worksheet or to your notepad or, 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 a, or a yellow sticky if that's what you have in front of you. And on the, on the second page of your worksheet, you'll see a question, And the question is your most pressing issue. What is your most pressing issue right now? This coming month, what's the biggest challenge that you face in your business? What's the one thing that keeps you awake most? most? Take a moment to write the answer down on your worksheet and I'll give you a minute's silence Mm. to write, to think. Should really have some thinking music, shouldn't I? Oh, boom, 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 boom. There we go. We'll call that a minute. I hope you um, have um, been able to nail that one. Otherwise, of course, we'll get back to it later, uh, later on. So let's get started and uh, let's begin to check in how everyone feels about the purpose of their business with a poll. And um, we're going to do a poll, I'm going to get it out, hang five, talk amongst yourselves, because to load it into the system, here is it, here it is, bang, here is your poll, and the questions are also on your worksheet, I think uh, on the bottom of page, bottom of page two? Or three anyway. Um, so the questions are: What I want you to give me a response on when I think about the purpose of my business is what I feel is, and purpose can be replaced with the word mission or a um, reason for existence. It doesn't matter. Right. When I think about the purpose of my business, what I feel is frustrated because all I seem to be able to do is compete on price. It seems like my market and my customers have mostly no other interest in my business than being the cheapest, or B, I'm confu- I feel confused, I don't understand, I thought I thought making profit would be the most important reason for my business to exist, or C, I'm feeling hamstrung because I know where I want to go and what I want to achieve, but my customers seem to want me to go somewhere else most of the time, The all of the, all of the above, it just depends which day you ask me. Or E excited because I absolutely know what my business exists for and my customer and who my customers are and 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 my staff and my customers and my staff are just as excited about my purpose as I am. So please take a moment and vote. A, B, C, D, or E. Got a few votes in for A. Do we have any B, C's, D's, or E's? Most people on A so far, lots of frustration. Couple more seconds, anyone else wants to vote? We've got a couple more people coming. Uh, I think that's it. And amazingly, we have 100% A. Everyone feels frustrated. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, it's not obviously not fantastic. It's not a great result, but it's. um, I've I've never yet um, had anybody have have everybody all pick the same um, uh, item in these uh, in these surveys. Um, So a lots of coherence. Um, And normally I get A B C uh, A B and C, uh, but but but. uh, you know, in any case, most people feel quite frustrated about, uh, about it you know, in, in, in all cases. And it's, of course, more or less as I expected when when I ask this question, as it's generally the answer I get. But we're confused and we're frustrated. And Hamstrung, in your case, we're all just frustrated. But why 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 should we really care about this? Why do we need to get clear about the purpose of our business? Why should we ask ourselves the question, the question, what is the purpose with a capital P of our business? Why does my business exist? What is it here for? Why does, why does it matter? does it really matter to get so clear about the answer to that question, right? And this is why. If you don't care why your business exists, your customers certainly won't either. And if your customers don't care either, then all they care about is price. And competing on price is just a dog's game. For one thing, because there's always someone, someone who will do it cheaper. There always is someone who will do it cheaper. And so what this webinar is about about is to help you take that first step to finding the answer to the meaning of life, the universe and everything, which, of course, is 42, as we know. Uh, <clears throat> those of you who've read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But more importantly, we take the first step to finding the answer to that really big question what does your why does your business exist and why would anybody care about care about that so the first thing we're going to talk about is the four four key principles the four key principles and they're these first the purpose of business is not to make money that's the first pillar the second is competing on price is not a strategy for sustainable success of your business. as I said before, it's a dog's game. Third, in order to avoid having to compete on price, you need to be clear about the purpose of your business and fourth, the purpose of your business has to relate to your customers' needs. Now let's get into those let's let's get into those four principles in some greater depth. Well so the first thing to understand is why I say, I believe and I say that the purpose of business is not making money. Because that, that statement actually runs counter to most people's understanding of business, right? At all levels. We've all heard that refrain, but it is echoed by business gurus and, and, and stock market analysts and journalists and, and CEOs and the Institute of Company Directors, you name know, it. They all say that we must maximize shareholder value. We're here. Business exists around the world to maximize shareholder value. But Am I therefore saying that there's something wrong with making money? Well, no, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with money at all. On the contrary, making profit is great. Absolutely nothing wrong with making lots of money. Mm. It's heaps of fun uh, to make lots of money. And what's more, a business can't develop and grow if it doesn't make a healthy profit year in, year out. But it can't be why your business exists. It cannot be why your business exists for, for three reasons. Firstly, it doesn't differentiate you from anyone else. Everyone wants to make money. So how does that help the customer to make a decision about who who is better for him or her? Second, your customers don't care about your need to make money. They really don't, sadly. When was the last time you yourself did business with anyone because they told you that they needed to make money? And third, it means it's never enough because you can always make more money, more money. But it's never enough, and you and it literally always sets yourself up for feeling not good enough. So, when I read this book years ago, it became really clear to me. <clears throat> it really um, the, the, the author John Mackey um, uh, is a hero of mine, and um, and he nailed it in a, in something he said because he said in this book. Well, because, first of all, John Mackey, um, besides writing this book, he also is the founder and CEO of uh, Whole Foods Markets in America. And um, when I first wrote this, um, this when I first wrote the article that, or the series of articles that this webinar is based on, I, I, uh, I, I'd I heard, I read that the Whole Foods Markets is a $6 billion organic and a grocery retail company in the States. Um, and... Uh, it turns out, as of last year, that it wasn't mm-hmm. six million billion, but it's uh, it's uh, I think twenty one billion dollars in turnover, and it's, they're also in uh, in the UK and a few other places. But anyway, so it's a pretty bloody big company. Whole Foods Market's a pretty amazing place. I've um, I've been to one of them and um, and seen how, what it's about. It's really amazing. But anyway, so it's organic and biodynamic grocery, um, like uh, like. Um, if you're in, uh, in Australia, in, in Sydney, and probably Melbourne, uh, there's those, um, oh, what are those? Oh, come on, Life, something, Life, I can't think of it, now. Anyway, there's a chain of um, grocery stores, uh, organic grocery stores in, uh, in Sydney and Melbourne and uh, about life, and um, that's what they're called. But think of that times 10, and that's, um, that's 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 a, what a Whole Foods Market store looks like. Anyway, um, so he knows a bit about business. Um, um, because Whole Foods Markets has also been, it's one of the most profitable businesses uh, on the stock market, has been for a very, very, very long time. But John Mackey said this, thinking that your business exists to make profit is like thinking that human beings exist to eat food. Think about that for a moment. Obviously, we people, we need to eat food, and we enjoy eating food, and good food is nicer than bad food, and I'm on a diet at the moment, I'm not eating very much good food, so I'm in a bad mood, but it's not why we exist. We need to eat food to make good on our purpose in life, and so it is with business. Your business needs to to make profit and needs to generate cash, and a fair bit of it as well, but the primary reason it needs that profit is to allow it to fulfil its true purpose, the reason it exists. Um, many other people have written and talked about that concept as well. But uh, Jim Collins is another hero of mine. Uh, he's one of the great business management gurus of the of, of the more modern times. This is one of his books, Good to Great. Could have um, come up with a better image, wouldn't it? Anyway. Um, and um, I've, 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 yeah. Right. There's enormous amount of great stuff in this in this book actually. Um, he's written some other brilliant books as well, built to last. But good to great. Um, uh, he talks about he talks about that whole concept of um, um, uh, the purpose of business uh, in great detail. And there's another uh, marketing great, Roy Spence. Uh, he's the brain behind um, behind. Um, harley Davidson marketing campaigns and uh, BMW that, that, that whole concept of um, um, experiencing the joy of driving um, that's that's part of uh, that that's that that's what Roy Spence is uh, responsible for and he wrote a book and the title of the book is it's not what you sell it's what you stand for it's not what you sell it's what you stand for that's the title of the book so that makes it quite clear and, and there's a there's a great um, uh, there's a great TED talk by someone called Simon Sinek, who's also written a book about that, uh, which is a bestseller, it all starts with why. And in the, in the book and in the TED talk, this is the refrain that Simon Sinek talks about. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. They buy why you do it. The link to the video, by the way, is on the, on the resources page as well, the tiny.cc. So in other customers, in other other words, your customers want you to explain to them why your business exists, what it is on this earth for and why they should care. Now, a lot of you will nod and say, yeah, 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 fair enough, but I'm okay because I know what sets me apart. I know what I'm good at. And um, I had this conversation recently with a client. Yes, Robert, he's on the line at the moment. So you're going to, you're going (laughs) to, this is going to be repeated for you, but the <clears throat> because the problem I find is when I when I ask most small business owners if they know what the purpose of their business is or what's special about their business, they generally give me one or all of the following three answers: we do great work at a great price, and great work can be a great product, and um, and we have and we deliver great customer service. And I bet I bet that if I asked all of you on this webinar, a lot of you would respond with a variant. of of those three statements, because most people do. And what's wrong with those uh, those statements? Because you do do great work and you do supply a great product and you do do it for a great price and you do give great service to your clients. Well, what's wrong with that? Why isn't that good enough as a purpose of your business? Well, this is the problem. It's a motherhood statement. A motherhood statement, you know, what a motherhood or an apple pie statement is. it's It's a statement that uh, politicians are fond of making. I'm in favour of motherhood. Vote for me if you agree with me. We're going to have a fair bit of that coming up in the election uh, in the near near future. There's going to be lots of motherhood statements um, for us to nod sagely to. Well, those three statements, great work, great price, great service, are motherhood statements because firstly, your customers expect those three things as a minimum. When was the last time you had a customer asking you if you could deliver an average work at an average price with average service? Those three are minimum expectations. Your customers are looking for an awful lot more than that uh, than just those three. And um, <clears throat> And secondly, what's more, all your esteemed competitors say exactly the same thing. Believe me, they do. And then what happens? If you and your customers all say the same thing, they all you all say that you do great work at a great price with great customer service, well, then the only thing that's left for your client to do is to, uh, to be able to differentiate, is to differentiate on price. And then we're back to this dogs game of um, of competing on price, because price is the only one of those three statements that they can actually check or they believe they can check anyway. And as we said, that's what happens when you're competing on price. No one would do that to an apple, would they? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's what happens when we compete on price. It's a long, a long slog to 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 know we're competing on price. So. I, I have some really um, simple examples of businesses who've uncovered amazing and deep purposes that I'm going to share with you. And some of these are from our clients and some are from elsewhere. But um, here's, um, here's, a, here's a few of them. Um, okay. Um, there's an architect's business. Um, and the purpose of their business is architecture that inspires and there's a furniture factory the most beautiful tables in the world there's um, there's bmw to uh, to enable people to experience the joy of driving there's a supermarket business to be the best small supermarket in sydney and there's mine new perspectives to help small business owners feel great about themselves and about their business by making business fun so let me give you some Background to um, to the second one that you see there, the most beautiful tables in the world, because it's a it's a lovely story. That one. So this was the purpose statement of a furniture factory, furniture factory in the inner city of Sydney, in the in the 90s, 80s and 90s, I think. Yeah, 80s, and 90s, yes. And um, and some of you on the on the webinar here at the moment might remember which business I referred to. It was uh, uh, Nicholas Dattner in the, in in Glebe on Glebe Point Road near the railway overpass. If you're in Sydney that means something to you if you're in other parts of Australia obviously not very useful but it's in the inner city um <clears throat> so the business doesn't exist anymore now because the, because the owner Nicholas Dedner actually made enough money to sell all his stock and, and close the business and buy a boat and sell around the world for the rest of the life of his life and that's what he's doing as far as I know at the moment still and uh, I often drove past the showroom and the statement on the windows often caught my eyes every time I went past and, and, and it was fascinating to look up close because <clears throat> this statement the most beautiful tables in the world was on the, on the doors right um, it, was on the, on, it was on the it was on the large on the wall there's actually there's a wall where you can still see it. Where it, um, it's, it's a bit faint now, but anyway, it was there. So, but large on the wall, big sign on the on the front wall to make the most beautiful tables in the world. And this purpose drove all decisions and processes in the business. Once you set out to make the most, once you set out to make the most beautiful tables in the world, right, so many things suddenly become clear. There's no question about pricing. The most beautiful tables in the world can never be the cheapest tables. It just doesn't make sense. Right, That's IKEA. IKEA doesn't make the most beautiful tables in the world. Cheap is different. There's no question about how to select staff. To make the most beautiful tables in the world, you have to have well-paid, highly skilled staff and especially passionate staff. There can be no question about the material that is selected to make the most beautiful tables in the world. You can't just pick up any piece of timber in Bunnings to make it one of the most beautiful tables in the world. It doesn't work, right? And marketing decisions are so much easier to make and it goes on etc. So nailing your colours to the mast with such clarity, it takes guts, it really does. and But it also makes life so much simpler. And from a marketing perspective, it really becomes easy to start conversations with potential customers. And if you were in the market for a table for your newly renovated home, wouldn't you want to be, to at least go and have a look at the most ta- beautiful tables in the world? Of course you would, I certainly did. I never bought one and I didn't have the space for it at that time. But but um, I certainly sent a number of my clients and a friend of them, um, mine, uh, friend of mine there, and um, and they bought uh, they bought some tables there, um, and um, and yeah, over the years, and they were amazing, amazing tables. I mean, I, I've, I regular, it's one of those tables I regularly see now because it's in it's in a friend's house still, and it just still looks as good now as it did as when he bought it 25 years ago. So anyway, great tables. Now, you might ask. How can you ever make a statement that you make the most beautiful tables in the world? What does that actually mean? What, I mean, what is beautiful? And and, and, and and what you think is beautiful, I might consider ugly. And, 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 and how do you measure most beautiful anyway? Well, great right. that you asked. <laughs> because the power of the purpose statement is not. Um, about an achievement it's about a striving it's about striving for something the power of a purpose statement is um, it's a statement that defines an intention it is actually a goal uh, sorry now well yeah no, no it's not a goal it's not actually a goal that can be achieved but you can strive for it you can ask yourself this table that i'm making that i'm designing do i believe it is one of the most beautiful tables in the world if i can't answer that question clearly with a yes then i will not make it and i won't sell it Now, other people may decide that that particular table isn't the most beautiful table in the world because they may believe that the most beautiful table in the world um, is going to be made from stainless steel and glass, for example, while you happen to be making your table from timber. But they can't argue that you believe it to be the most beautiful in the world. It's all about your belief and your clarity. And that's what people want to hear about. That's what Simon Sinek means when he says people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. The first example I gave you above it's not a one that I really like. Um, and the, the architect who decided to make the purpose of this business of his business architecture that inspires. Um, let me assure you that that's not one of his buildings. <laughs> but I thought it was an amazing building. Anyway, um, um, it's actually you know it's actually a client of mine here in Sydney, and he and I came with, came up with that expression of that purpose some about oh about six or seven years ago. And it's truly changed the face of his business. Because you'll find it on his website and all his staff have the statement hanging up near their desk. And the impact of committing to this statement has been enormous. It, it's, it's not hard anymore for them to decide which jobs and which clients they want to work on. And decide decisions about fees and staff and about the quality of the work have become so much easier. Most important is that it's so much easier to, say, to know what to say no to. And being able to say no is truly, truly, truly one of the most underrated business tools out there. And it's really was it was really quite wonderful to observe because when the two of us hit upon that statement, I actually hadn't foreseen what an enormous impact it would have on his business, his staff and himself. So it really did. It was it was an, it, was just a ground shift. It might even be seven, seven or eight years ago. No, yeah, seven, it's gonna be seven years ago. Um, and it's really changed this business completely. So uh, you can hear my passion, probably. I can keep going for days um, once I get on this soapbox. And I can hear you thinking now. I can just hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds nice, Ronald. But is there actually any independently researched evidence to back up what you're saying, or is it just something that you've made up? And well, I'm also glad you asked that. Really, honestly because interestingly this whole topic the purpose of business is actually one of the most comprehensively documented business management concepts of the last 20 years it's all over academia The the days of focusing on maximizing shareholder value as the primary purpose of business should be numbered should be over because surprisingly at least from one perspective, it also turns out that some of the most profitable businesses worldwide—the businesses that make the most money for their owners and their shareholders—long-term are actually the businesses that have absolute clarity about the deeper purpose of their business and how that relates to their clients. And that's the funny contradiction. It's nearly—it's—it's it's actually nearly like a Zen statement. The sound, of, you know, the, the, the sound of one hand clapping. Um, by not focusing on profit, you actually make a lot of it. Don't look at it or it'll disappear. It's almost the opposite of what we're taught to, to expect or to believe to be true. But that's exactly how it works. Hang on, I need to sip some tea. It's exactly how it works, proven time and time again by many people all around the world. And what's more, it's proven at small and a big business level just as much. I, I've seen a whole heap of small businesses that, that have taken this thinking to heart, and have done and are still doing exceedingly well, much better than the average, fastly better than the average. So now I know that lots of you have one more big burning question and I can feel it burning and that's this one. If what I am saying, if what I'm saying, about the purpose of business being something entirely different from making money and that we shouldn't focus on profit as the most important aspect of our business, why Why do most business owners and managers and CEOs and investors and business gurus still seem to focus on maximizing shareholder value as the prime focus and the prime motivator of business? And I truly believe the reason is this. It's just so much easier to talk about money money is such a simple thing to focus on and to measure all you need to do is look at a single number and you ask do i have more today than i had yesterday and if you do you're doing all right and if you don't you're not you see it's actually really hard to maintain a focus on something as tough as making the most beautiful tables in the world or the joy of driving. Every day there'll be temptations to compromise. Every day you'll have to have, you you'll have to have tough conversations and make tough decisions. Doing tough work all the time. And what it takes is this courage. It actually takes courage to stick your neck out and say from here forth, we only do architecture that inspires. That means that if a project or a client walks in the door that isn't at some level inspiring, then we say no to it. Even even if we could have made lots of money from that project. It's sorry, It's all about courage. Courage is tough. That's why it's called courage. Not many people are prepared to be truly courageous. And we may not be quite as courageous as that famous photo of the man standing in front in front of the in front of the um, uh, tanks in Tiananmen Square but still and what's more people don't actually know what they need people don't actually know that they need courage they don't realize that they need to be courageous people aren't having these discussions enough in business especially not in small business. Nobody has these discussions. There might be an increasing number of MBA programs where this topic gets discussed, but most small business owners don't do MBA programs before they start their business. So we all regurgitate the old maxim business exists to grow and to make profit. And it's just silly. It really is. It really is just silly. I don't know about you, but I bet you won't be much different than me. I don't I don't even need I don't oh, I don't even donate money to charity if all they tell me is that they need more money. I, don't mind, I donate money to charity because I believe in what they believe in. So I certainly don't go and spend money with a business because I identify with their need to make profit. I spend money with a particular business because they offer something I want, because I trust them, and because I get what they exist for and what drives them and what they stand for. And then if after that they have satisfied, after they've satisfied my needs, they happen to make a lot of money as well. I'm perfectly okay with that. Good on. Right. I told you, as I said, I can go on about this topic forever and ever, and I can get very excited about it. So I need a Bex and lie down there. So let's calm down with one of my business bedtime stories. Any questions in the meantime, by the way? Otherwise, we'll get back to questions in a moment. So one of my business bedtime stories. Here we go. Imagine you're all going to bed and I'm tucking you in. Snuggle in, lay back, listen to my story. And this is the story of John. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, in a land not unlike Australia, I worked with a small business owner called John. And John was an electrician, And John had an electrical contracting business and John was quite proud of his business, but John felt that his business had been drifting aimlessly from job to job for some time. His customers and his staff were not particularly engaged with the business either. One day, John and I realised that because John himself wasn't particularly clear on what the business was about or why it existed, he could hardly ask anyone else to be engaged with it either. And hence, over a period of some weeks, we went through a process to unearth what John himself was really all about why he did what he did, what engaged him, and hence what the purpose of his company was. Uh Aha! One day, in the middle of a conversation, John's face lit up and I could see him smile from ear to ear. What he realised was that what drove him more than anything else was safety. He couldn't sleep at night unless he knew that all his customers were sleeping safely too. The idea that any of his electrical installations might not be 100% safe would keep him up at night. Oh, John. We honed in on this insight and clarified it in the statement, you're in safe hands. You're in safe hands. That was his statement and still is now. Some of you on this webinar might know who I'm talking about now. (coughs) You're in safe hands. Suddenly, things started to fall into place. The whole direction and focus of the business became clear. John was able to communicate this purpose of safety and being in safe hands to his staff and engage them in it. All his language of customers and on his website, another collateral, became about his passion for safety. John knew he was on the right track with his purpose. One day when one of his staff came up to him, his foreman actually, one of his staff came up to him and said, you know, you're always talking about that, that we're about total safety and that our customers are in safe hands. Well, if that is so, don't you think we should stop using those cheap circuit breakers from now on? Now, a few years later, it's hard to recognize John's business. The brand and the purpose have become one, and everyone associated with the company lives the purpose every day. And John and his staff and his customers and his dog live happily and safely ever after. The end. So before I go and talk um, about the lessons from John, I, um, I want you to go to your worksheet and write your own top takeaways down on your worksheet. What's what's come up from you, from everything you've heard me talk about? What did you think when listening to John's bedtime story? What about the idea of deciding to, make it, to, to be making the world's most beautiful tables, or you're in safe hands, or helping people experience the ultimate joy of driving, or to... A statement by the the Disney the Disney Company purpose. Um, it's called it's um, to create uh, create happiness. It's a powerful one. Um, how does that strike you? So, and and what are the top three insights or learnings that you've got from this workshop so far, this webinar so far, or maybe you've more questions than insights, or what are your top questions? Please go ahead and write them down now. I'm going to give you a minute again to write before I go on. Right, that's a minute my book Um, if you need more time of course keep writing I'd love to hear and share some of those insights and questions and and so if anyone has insights or questions please um, type them in the window on the left Um, and I'll share them with everyone so while you continue to write these are my insights these are the big things the big takeaways as far as I see I talked about how making money can't be the abiding purpose of your business because it doesn't help to differentiate you, because your customers don't care and because there are more important things to achieve in life. I talked about that competing on price is not a great strategy to base a business on. Competing on price is not a great strategy to, to base your business on and I talked about that to avoid having to compete on price you need to be clear about the purpose of your business. And that the purpose of your business has to relate to your customers need needs and i talked about how doing great work for a great price with great customer service doesn't cut it as a statement of purpose because everybody says that and that you need courage to do, to do anything else and i went through a number of examples of great purpose statements and how a client of mine found his statement you're in safe hands and robert let's see what we got here robert. um Yeah, that's a great question, Robert. Um, So Robert's asking, how does what I propose differ from branding? Or is it the same thing? No, it's not, actually. Um, And it's a really important distinction in my book. Branding comes after purpose. Branding is about the promise you make to a customer. Um, But this effectively is about, the purpose of your business is effectively about the promise you make to yourself. It's about what you're on this earth for, why uh, why you do what you do, what you get out of it for. Um, branding is really about it's really about the customer now sometimes these things will come up will will overlap or sometimes they might even be exactly the same so in the in the case of that um, uh, statement about um, uh, from the electrician you're in safe hands Um, Mm -hmm. you're one of those people who might know who I'm talking about because you've met him once or twice Um, Robert but the um, it, it is. It has become part of his brand. It's, but it's not just his purpose. His purpose and his brand have melded into one. But they, it doesn't necessarily um, need to be the same. So, um, the brand is about is a marketing thing, and the marketing the brand is about marketing, and and the purpose is what sits underneath. Um, Oh, what 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 the brand sits underneath. You know, you know, other people use mission. What is our mission? And brand comes as a consequence of that. Brand can change. Purpose doesn't change effectively. Purpose is the same now as it is in, as it was five years ago. As it came, you know, In five years, the purpose, the brand might be modernised. It might be updated. It might be changed. Anyway, that's how I understand branding. It may be. I mean, Robert is a marketing. Uh, a marketing guru, and so you may have a different um, understanding and, and maybe better understanding of, of, um, of what brand stands for. But for me, brand is something that comes after we clear about the purpose because brand is more about the, cu- the promise to the customer. Uh, um, and, um, uh, um, and that's what we talk about, what we talk about to the customer, where, where you may not always talk about. The purpose to the customer directly, because you might, uh, might you might just talk about aspects of your brand, uh, your purpose to to the customer. I hope that makes sense. Secondary questions. Surely, purpose can change over time if a business grows and changes its focus. Well, of course, it can. I mean, if, if if this person who has um, as their focus. Um, um, you're in safe hands if safety becomes less important for him and something else becomes more important for him. And of course, then it can change. But I suspect that um, that that's much less likely to happen. I suggest it's much less likely to happen. I mean, the pur- purpose of um, the purpose of Apple Computer probably hasn't changed um, as long. Uh, hasn't changed. Well, I don't know, maybe Tim Cook, whatever. Anyway, so as long as Steve Jobs was at the helm. The purpose of, um, of of Apple was this was was always the same, um, and it's really to create a being in the universe, as uh, as as Steve Jobs um, expressed it once. Um, I hope that makes some sense. Let's move on. Um, some other comments. Okay, so um, uh, John and Melvin. Um John says, "I've thought about this before, but I find it really hard to get beyond good price, good quality, good service. Not sure how about how, how to go about finding something else." So, John, um, um, look, there's a steps. There's steps in the process, and I um, I'm going to give you those those steps, and I've got and, um, and I'm going to give you some uh, resources to help you take those steps. So. Um, rest assured, we're going to get to that. Um, Julia at Sydney, um, light went on. Um, Suddenly, I realised, clear and deep purpose of my business means it's much easier to know what to say no to. And yeah, it's absolutely, um, absolutely the experience every time, once you get really clear about the purpose of your business, the deep abiding purpose of your business, it suddenly becomes incredibly easy to make decisions about what you do and you don't do in your business. Um, And uh, David up on the central coast. Um, So I've had an IT business and I've always just focused on profit. What's wrong with it? Okay, there's nothing wrong with it if it's really. If there's nothing wrong with it if it works for you. All power to you. Honestly, if your business is performing how you want it to, and you are having as much fun in business as you want to have, and your your business sustains you, great stuff. Good for you. I couldn't possibly argue or have anything um, have any comment about. It. I suppose all I'm saying is that. Um, um, that for most business uh, businesses and most business owners, it's much more effective in the long run—not maybe not in the short term, but in the long run—and it's much more focused to focus on something else, something bigger and deeper. First and foremost, but I mean, look, if it works for you, it's all power to you, absolutely. I mean, that, the whole point that I write, that I say, that I want business to be fun, um, that I focus on making business fun, is because it's it. It fun means something different to everybody. It allows focusing on making business fun means that it allows for every business to be as unique as the the owner. If you focus, if you're only if if we only allow the focus of business to be on on profit, then all we end up making, then all we end up doing is making lots of McDonald's because that's the most effective way of making profits in the restaurant business. But if you, um, but for some people, um fun means lots of money. For other people, fun means something else or a combination of something else. So um absolutely, David, if it works for you, fantastic. <clears throat> really, honestly. So let's move on. I want to give you some assistance in learning how to uncover the purpose of your business. And and as I said before, and um and I and I use the term uncover rather than create for a very good reason because I believe that the deeper purpose of your business always actually already exists. But you just haven't become conscious of it and you certainly haven't verbalized it. So the process I want to encourage you to go through is that of uncovering rather than creating. And that's why it's a case of a slow step through process because this is like sweeping the forest floor until we find the shiny stuff that's hidden underneath the leaves. So I think there's seven questions. To uncover the deeper purpose of your business, that you need to ask yourself, uh, ask yourself, and then answering these questions um, in order will 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 give you some amazing clarity on your business. Um, you yeah, know, you you really will come uh, come face to face with 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 um, with great insights if you just go through those questions in detail. They're not they're, they look like easy questions, but they, 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 they may be simple, but they're certainly not easy. Um, so the first question is, is: What are my most important personal values as they relate to my business? My most important personal values as they relate to my business. Second, what core beliefs? Core beliefs do I hold about my business and my industry? Third, what do I get really excited about in business, and what do I get? What do I get out of bed for? What am I passionate about? Fourth, what do I want my business to be the best in the world at? Who, fifth, who are my ideal customers? Sixth, what do my ideal customers need or want that they're not getting at present? And seven, how can I address all six questions above? All those six questions above and develop a long-term sustainable profitable business model around them so how can i make money out of those those are the questions you need to answer and they're not that as i said they're not easy questions to answer they're, they're, they're going to take soul searching and they, they they take brainstorming and digging around with others and sweeping the forest floor but that's how you get to the bottom of it and there's a worksheet that's part of this webinar, and has all those questions on them as well. And they, and those questions, and that worksheet is also on that um, resources page. Um, and um, and so yeah, you can find it there. there's a bunch of links, and um, that's one of them. The I think it's the values, beliefs, customers, purpose worksheet. That's what they're called um so i suggest you download that as well and work through it along with the seven questions as i said though these are not likely to be questions you're going to be able to answer at off the top of your head here on the webinar we'll talk about that a little later at um, uh, a little more at the end so let's before we go on to action let's talk let's reflect on the takeaways once more um there's some space on your worksheet to write down your top insights and learnings and, uh, and questions and all those others so ask yourself what are the top three insights you've had being on the webinar so far, what do you see now that you didn't see before? And maybe one of the top three questions. In other words, take a moment, focus on what you've got out of here so far. Um, and you get another minute. God, all those three minutes. Isn't that kind of me? And I'm going to remind you of the big insights once more. So it's not the money's not the purpose. Competing on price sucks. Unless you're clear about the purpose of your business, you can only compete on price. The purpose has to relate to your customer. Clearly. Great work, great price, great service are minimum expectations. It takes courage to commit to a deep purpose and stick to it and to uncover your purpose. Start with your values, beliefs and passions and ask those seven questions that you've just had before. And let's see how we're going time-wise. Um, we might, there's a few questions, but we might um, sh- skim over a couple of those in a little bit. Um, uh, okay, David. The Seven questions you're not sure how to go about um, uh, finding your values and that's actually easier than it sounds. Uh, no sorry <laughs> to... yeah it's, it, 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 the values sound easier than these, but I've got an actual uh, a, a downloadable document worksheet on that uh, resources page that helps you with those seven questions and with those values. And this um, that's you're actually going to find that not too hard when you go through that process. Um, and um the other question, a uh, question from Julia, the seven question about being the best in the world. Um, isn't that a bit presumptions? Yeah, okay, I get that. Uh, obviously, if you're a um, if you're operating in Sydney, how do you know that you're gonna be the best in the world? Um but it's like this. see, small business for small businesses, the, the world actually stands for your world. So if you are a plumber operating in the eastern suburbs, Um, of of Sydney, uh, or wherever in Perth, um, then your world is the eastern suburbs of Sydney. And the best in the world refers to a striving rather than a statement of achievement, I said that before, so if that makes sense, so especially in small businesses, you can strive to be the best in your world. You can strive to be the best plumber in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. I have no doubt that you'll know what kinds of things you need to strive for in order to become the best in your world. It's what you define it to be. If you're a plumber and strive to give the best customer service in the Western suburbs of Perth, what does that mean? Does that mean that you're never more than five minutes late for any appointment, for example? So um, in a moment, we're going to get to the actions and next steps, but first let's... Uh, have a look back at this I mentioned that I want to give you some information about uh, uh, about how to take a next step if you want with me that a couple of people on the call have already done in the past Um, so for those of you haven't or for those of you want to do it again um, because I'm committed to help small business owners out of that sense of overwhelm that comes with having that man the paper behind you, uh, into having and, and having more fun in business. So let's have a look at what those causes for that overwhelm are, and remember I ask you to uh, to focus on that and to write down what your most pressing issue is. What is the most, the biggest challenge in your business right now? Is that still right, or something else come up for you by now? So check in with yourself on that, please. And here's the deal: I want to help you with that. Um, with that most pressing issue I want to help you find the simplest most practical effective step effective steps forward in relation to that big challenge of yours and I'm going to make it as easy as possible so this is what you're going to get you're going to get um, to carry out a really powerful business health check and you'll get a simple and easy to understand written report on the state of health of your business across 10 different key aspects of the business You'll get a hard copy of my first book to ten truths for raising a healthy bouncy business or one of the others if you, if you've got that one already um, or prefer one of the others it doesn't matter if you get, you get to sit down with me with me for um, face to-face via Skype for an hour and a half um, one-on-one and gain great clarity and insight about where you're now you'll, you'll walk away with a powerful renewed focus and one of one or more simple practical actions. Will start to move you forwards past that big issue and towards having more fun. And all you have to do is donate $100 to my favorite charity here in Sydney, the Wayside Chapel. It's truly the most fun and effective charity donation you've ever made in your life. And uh, the offer is repeated on your worksheet at the back at the end of your worksheet as well, with a web address where you can make the donation and and the Wayside Chapel and stuff. So uh, back to the grind. Back to the grind. Um, really quickly, money's not the purpose of business. Competing on price sucks. Unless you're clear on your purpose, you only can compete on price. The, price. the purpose has to relate to your customer. Great work, great price, great service, minimum. Courage and the seven questions Action. Action, action, action. Ain't nothing going to change unt- uh, if you ain't take no action. So there's um, there's a special resources page that goes with this webinar and a workshop, as I've said. Um, It's at the top of your your, uh, chat window there. Um, um, This is what I want you to do. First, set some time aside. Set some time aside over the next few days to be able to get into this. Be sure to do this because if you don't, If you don't set some time aside to do something with what you've learned, what we've talked about and the information I've given you today, in the next few days, then coming on this webinar has been a waste of your time, plain and simple. The only thing that ultimately makes any difference is what actions you take. So as I said before, there's a resource um, uh, on the landing page called the Passion and Purpose Worksheet. It's really easy to use and it makes answering the seven questions really a lot easier. So make sure you download it, and this is what I want you to do: make time, watch the Simon Sinek video that's on the on the landing page, have a look at the Overwhelmed survey that I've created, um, and take a few minutes to complete it. Download the Passion and Purpose worksheet, put aside somewhere between half an hour and an hour to complete the worksheet. Download the article on which this uh, this webinar is based and read it. Make a first attempt at answering the the seven questions. A first attempt. Don't try and get it right. No need to be perfect. And then brainstorm with someone and draft a first sentence or a first paragraph about the purpose of your business and send it to me by email. And I'd really like to see them. And I'm going to give you some feedback on what you've come up with. And finally, I'm going to ask you to do something strange. This is called scaling or relative scaling it's actually a really powerful tool to help people get unstuck or to help people find really small actions to move a big project forward so on your worksheet is a scale from zero to ten it's called your master of purpose scale 10 on the scale is that you're totally purpose driven with a capital p in your business all decisions and actions are based on your purpose and zero is the opposite what number would you give yourself on the scale? Next, ask yourself the question, what do I need to do this coming week week to move one small increment up my Master of Purpose scale? What's one specific action that I can take this coming week to move from say six to 6.1? And when I say specific action, I mean something that you can book half an hour or an hour in your diary for. And then get your diary and book that specific action in your diary next week and finally, ask yourself the same question next week and that's it for this webinar please make sure you do the actions please especially the scaling they'll not take much time um, and you'll be surprised what you get out of it Um, don't forget the offer Um, you'll get a lot out of that Um, and um, any more questions any last questions any last questions if not then i will close this webinar and stop the recording and hope to see you hear from you soon thanks very much and i'll stop recording